How are you guys this morning? Good. Um, pray for Byron. He had to take my place in the nursery. <laughs> That's hilarious, isn't it? It's really hilarious that he did. You, you know, I have some notes somewhere, but unless the devil stole them from me. Did he get delivered? Does anybody see my notes? Oh, well. Oh, well, we might not have notes. We might not be... Anybody see my notes? Somebody steal them? Yeah. I'm looking. Oh, there they are. Yay. Whew. Whew. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just... Really, this is just a couple of things that the Lord's been really speaking to me. And uh, Byron asked me to share this morning since Bob's going to do the second one. He likes to do series you know he didn't like to do one shot thing so I'll do my one shot thing and uh, but I do want to thank Kalani and Molly for being here today it's just such a treat I mean you know it I really just say that sincerely I just um, Kalani's music has tremendously ministered to us as a, a body and for her to be here doing that live is just wonderful just washing over so had an awesome time last night you didn't get here and love Molly. Molly's go way back with her. She's um, she is John Mark McMillan's wife's sister. If y'all don't know that, and we John Mark and our son Aaron grew up together, so it's it's neat. We kind of have connections, kind of. So that's great and um, good to have her here. And um, Molly, if y'all don't know, she travels with the Judds and sings as a backup singer. She has an awesome voice, so. It's a really real treat to have her here, so it's awesome. So, well, this morning I want to talk about a couple of things. Really, the main thing I want I want to say is one is talking about false jokes, false burdens, and false responsibilities. And um, this all started for me um, a few weeks ago on a Wednesday night. I came into the meeting really messed up because Byron and I had been in a big argument all day, and I was just messed up. I, could, I mean, usually. Usually we can work it out. We may be working it out on the front row sometime, but we work it out, you know. But we really didn't work through it that night, and I was really messed up. And um, I just ended up just soaking, trying to get a hold of the Lord. And right, and I finally just thought, you know, I just need to go home and deal with the Lord on this because I just couldn't. I was getting up to leave, and someone gave me a word. It was Sherry Starr. She said, I saw you, um, I saw you climbing a ladder. And you had a backpack on you. And when you got rid of the backpack, you went straight up. And, um, and, and I knew that was the Lord. And actually, it really wasn't about Byron's argument at all, but it was just about stuff that had really been working on me. And, um, you know, all of us deal with false jokes and false responsibilities and false burdens. And I know Kathy Walters has brought a lot to us on this subject, and I really appreciate what she's done for us with that. But I think we always have to go back and get re-reminded on a regular basis. And, you know, the Lord really has laid ministry on all of us. Uh, Being in in full-time ministry has a little bit of a double portion of burdens and things that can pile up on you, but really everybody goes through this. And um, so, but, you know, we all are called to ministry. I was 
this just really I was thinking of this scripture. I, I don't have any scriptures to go up, so if you have a Bible, I'll give you some. Y'all can jot these down and maybe look them up later. Or I, I always write them out, but Matthew 18, 28, 18 through 20, when Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm just going to stop there. I just That part, I just want to say to you this, what the Lord has been doing in our congregation for three years, we all have ministry to give, every one of us, and it's that. We, we can give out this, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. You know, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this, this is so awesome. If you think about this, Paul commend, he commended the Corinthians to... Uh, 2 Corinthians 13, 14, the grace of the Lord Jesus, the love, the love of the Father, the grace of the Lord Jesus, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And every one of us can carry that influence. We can give away the love of the Father, the grace of Jesus, and, we, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That's really what we're carrying. And if you have questions about your destiny and the things God has for you, we, we, all authority has been given for that. Everywhere we go, we can carry that influence to the world around us. And, um, but I'm gonna, but we have an enemy that's out to keep us from our destiny. And that simple commission where all authority's been given, we have a really demonic scheme that is always at work to keep us from that. And really the scheme is this is false yokes, false burdens, and false responsibilities. And, um, you know, <clears throat> And the thing that the Lord's trying to remind me again is that we need to learn to function from the unction that's within us. Um, Jesus himself did when he, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news. We, we always have to go back and get reminded of that because of this diabolical scheme that's always at work to keep us, get us off track in our life. And um, and so, I, you know, that's an old phrase that we've had from our father and the Lord Arthur Burt, that we function from the unction of the spirit that is within. Another one, he says, the anointing is pointing. And isn't that good? And so it's just so helpful for us to really learn to live from that river that's in our belly, you know, or we will begin to pick up a bunch of stuff. You know, we do have a call, but we have to learn to work with the Spirit in that call. We're not called to everything. We're not called to everybody. We're not, you know, everything you see is not what we're supposed to be doing. And there's a lot of need these days. I mean, we're living in a world where there's just such great need. And, and it will just, what it will do if you're just trying to respond to all that need all the time, you know what you end up doing is you just sit down. Because you just say, I just can't do that. It's just too much, too much to deal with. So it's so important to learn to function from the unction that is within. Last week, Byron shared on letting the peace of God, you know, be uh, what is our direction. And um, one of my favorite scriptures is let the peace of God rule and reign in your hearts. And that peace... And all of y'all maybe have heard this one time or another, but I'm going to remind you. In the Amplified, it says, Let the peace of God act as umpire in your hearts. 
Okay, isn't that good? So we've actually got a peace inside of us that's making the call. You know, the Holy Spirit, He's the knower. He knows what we need to be setting our hand to. And, it, and it's such a key to remind and Otherwise, we're going to fall into false jokes, false burdens, and false responsibilities. And the real reason the enemy likes to do that is because if he can get us doing a bunch of other stuff, and see, we'll, we'll just end up quitting. We won't, we won't do what we're supposed to be doing, and we'll just stop. We'll, we'll break down. We won't function at all. So just, just a reminder of that, that we uh, want to, just like the Lord himself, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Very key. And when these false burdens come along and we're all loaded up, these backpacks um, on our back, do you all know what I'm talking about? You feel them, man. They, it's heaviness. You know, it's real heaviness. In fact, the commission of the Lord was to come to break heaviness off of us. That was his mission statement. It's one of the things, you know, the Spirit of the Lord has sent me, and it was to break off heaviness. And what begins to happen with these false burdens and false responsibilities is there's a loss of vision. It's one of the first things you should look for when you're, you're operating. It's a real key. When you start to say, I don't have, I, I can't, I'm kind of lost here. You can immediately start saying, I've got something working on me that is not the Lord. And uh, because the enemy goes after your vision by getting you on other stuff rather than doing what you're called to be doing. Does that make sense to you? The, real, one of the, the second thing I want to bring up to you about that is a loss of joy. Um, you know, when you lose your joy, um, it is, you're just in the despair. You know, you get in despair. And I just feel like we're in a season where we need to contend for joy. I feel like that's really prophetic. If you want to write anything down or think, remember anything, contend for the joy of the Lord. Ask the Lord for the joy. It's a spiritual gift. It comes from heaven. Heaven is full of joy. I have a feeling in heaven there's just laughter all over. It's just laughter. And, um, and I want us to contend for joy. You know, in His presence is fullness of joy. At His right hand, pleasures evermore. We need to contend for that. Contend to get the heaviness out of our life. The world will never be drawn to us with heaviness on us. And I tell you, Christians are eat up with heaviness. We just get eat up with it. With this heavy yokes and heavy burdens. And that, and we need to contend for our joy. Contend for it. Um, it's, Isaiah, you know, another, the, he, he brought the oil of joy in, in place of the mourning, in place of the heaviness, the garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. Let's contend for that. Ask the Lord for it. You don't have to walk around in heaviness. Just start asking Him, Lord, release the joy. Release the joy, angels. Release heaven into my soul. There's only fullness of joy in your presence. I want to walk in joy. I don't want to walk in heaviness. I don't want to walk in heaviness, God. I don't have to. It's not, it's not the commission of the Lord for my life. Let's contend for the joy. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you know, um, we're meant to soar and to fly. When I, was come, when I had this on my heart, actually, I was sort of thinking all this before Byron asked me to share. And I was starting to think, you know, yeah, eagles soar. We're eagles. God's called us to be lifted up on eagles' wings and to see everything from heaven's perspective. You know, we, that's just where we're made to live is to soar, you know, to fly. And I was thinking about that, that 
phrase you hear, we're not chickens in the chicken coop. And that's just not what we're made to do, just packing around on the ground, never can see anything outside our circumstances, just wallowing in it. And then I ended up spontaneously going to a meeting uh, Tuesday night with these guys. Um, they're travel. They're from England. They kind of care in that old Celtic Welsh revival thing. And they're just drunks in the spirit. It's just, it was hilarious. And the guy leading worship, it was just great. He had this phrase in his song that said, No more eagles in the chicken coop. And he just, it was just hilarious. I loved it. It was just, and his whole worship set was like a bunch of pub songs. Are they just drinking up and singing these sing-song songs and no more eagles in the chicken coop? I just, I knew the Lord was speaking to me. And, um, you know, when you go into a different atmosphere, you're a little leery about stuff. But, man, that's kind of out the gate. And I was just right up front with everybody else just drinking. And I thought, this is for me. You know, it's for me. And it was, it was just really, really awesome. Um, I might do that song for you sometime. I think you would like it. It's, it's pretty awesome. Because one of the lines in the songs, he says this, to soar in breathtaking heights. Isn't that awesome? To soar. And that's in the same song. So that's really where we're made. And see, that's what the Lord was speaking to me. You know, there's this, this Jacob's ladder, you know, that the, the Lord has given to us. He has put it in this place. And we will continue have to contend to to live in the heavenly realm heaviness is our enemy the enemy of our soul do you know this that real freedom is not just jumping and dancing around it's in your heart if when you're really free it's because you're free in here a heart free do you know a heart free is worth more than billions of dollars if we can walk in freedom in our heart and just be free on the inside, freedom and joy in our heart is more than all the money could ever buy because most people that have money are not free on the inside. They're heavy. They don't, they don't use their money right, so it messes them up. You know, so that is not our answer, money. It's the joy of the Lord. It's living in freedom, getting heaviness out of our life. Whoa. Breathtaking heights with you, Lord. Oh, somebody knows Sesame Street songs. Yeah, I mean, come here. Come here. Here we go. I got the words right here. Come here. Let's sing it real quick right here. Y'all ready? Sunny day, sweeping the clouds away. On my way to where the air is sweet. Can you tell me how to get, how to get to Sesame Street? How <laughs> y'all like that? That guy actually sang that the other night. I thought, this is classic. <laughs> kind of brings me to my next point. One thing, um, this is, it was so God for me to be in that meeting because all this was working on me. Once, you know, they were saying, you know, sometimes in secular songs they're better because a religious spirit can't get on those secular songs. There's nothing to attach themselves to. So that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, we're singing free, free fall. And you, you think about that. It's true, but we'll get a Christian song going, oh, we get heavy and it's just religious and all, you know. So, but that's the next thing I want to say is really the scheme behind heaviness and false burdens and yokes, it really is the root of it is a religious spirit. And the root 
of a religious spirit is self-effort. Okay? See, a religious spirit can't come in on someone who really knows what the grace of God is. If you really know that it's, um, it's really not about us trying, it's about us trusting, you know, and it's not about my self-effort, what I do, but about what God does through me. It's not about me uh, holding on, but it's about me letting go. It's about me yielding to the Holy Spirit in me. It's so powerful. It's really the way we're meant to live the Christian life. But the enemy will work on you and work on me and work on you and work on me. So you better do something. you got to do something. you got to perform. Now come on, get it going. Let's work. Let's do it better. Let's do it harder. Let's try. Let's try. Let's try to make this work. Let's, okay, okay, you pick up that burden and start carrying it because that's what's going to make something happen. Things going to really break loose when you pick that thing up and start carrying it. It's going to work out if you do it now. Come on, come on, come on, do it. He works on us around the clock. Where's, you know, what's going to happen in the last days? He's going to wear out the saints of the Most High. How is He going to do that? Burdens. Wearing us out through burdens, heavy yokes, false responsibilities. And uh, this is, uh, Galatians, by the way, is probably one of my favorite books of the Bible because I really feel like... um, we need to revisit it often. What the message of the gospel really is about. And um, Galatians 5.1 says this. This is the freedom with which Christ has made us free. So keep on standing in it. Keep on standing in it. Um, and then it says this. So, and stop letting your necks be fastened to the yoke of slavery. Stop putting your neck in that place where the enemy wants to yoke you and yoke me. Stop doing it. And then um, this is really a good thing to remember. He gets us into self-effort by living by rules and performance. And you got to remember this about rules and performance. Okay? There was a place for them at one time in the Old Testament. That's really what the scripture says. But honestly, we were more we were born for the garden. We were born to live in a garden where all of our information doesn't come from a list of things, but it comes from the source of all life, from a relationship, a living, breathing God that is pouring into us, his spirit speaking to us, his spirit living through us. That was the original plan. But when man fell, the rules came in place. But you know what? Jesus came. And this is something I really love, that Jesus came and fixed that. And um, he, this is what he did. He, he fixed it in the garden. Exactly where man fell. The beginning of that fix started in the garden. I love, there's a song out that John, um, Jonathan Helton does on his CD. It's in a garden we fell, but in a garden he prayed. And I felt like the Lord showed me at that very moment things began to transition in the Spirit because the very place where we fell of having our own will, our own self-effort, because that's really what the enemy tempted even and Adam with, was that very thing, self-effort. There's something you can do. There's something you've got. Da-da-da-da. But the Lord at that moment, isn't that awesome to think about? 
That it was so pivotal right there. It's just, you know, it took us back to the garden again. To live the way we were meant to live, not from rules. Because here's what happens. You live, here's, this is the hard thing about living that way. Do you know it's in the Old Testament, it was never the laws. It was the law. It was one thing. So if the law gets broken, the law, you break the, one of the laws, guess what? The whole law is broken. And that's why we can't live that way. It's why Christ came. We can never do it. Who are we kidding? It's why we need the Spirit of the Lord coming and living His life through us, speaking to us, the knower. He does it through us. We yield. We let. Isn't that awesome? It's, it's freedom. That's the real freedom. This is the freedom for which Christ has set us free, to take us back to the garden. And you know, if we live by the Spirit, what does the Bible say? We're not going to fulfill the deeds of the flesh. So, oh, you know, really that's all the tree of life. It really, really is the tree of life that um, going back to the garden and living by the Spirit is going back and eating from the right tree, the Holy Spirit. So this is one thing I want to one I want to talk to you about just for a little bit now is getting caught up in other people's burdens. Okay, you know we're called to bear one another's burdens, but we still that does that mean we bear everybody's burdens? Okay, does do you not feel how the enemy tries to draw you into that all the time, all the time? Whether it be uh, with your church body, whether it be with family, cousins, friends, whatever you want to call it, um, the enemy is always trying to draw us in. And um, let me just say this: to, let me give you this example of Jesus. I love this. It is um, Mark one thirty-five. You know, Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. That's all he did. He did what he saw the Father doing. And it says, Now in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place. There's the garden. He prayed, and he was praying. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. Here come the friends, okay? Or the family, okay? And they found him, and they said to him, Everyone's looking for you! Where are you? Everyone's after you. Everyone needs you. (laughs) You know what I mean? You feel that? And so here's what Jesus did. Okay? He said, when they found him, they, uh, they said everyone is looking for him. And he said... He said this, Let us go on to the next town that I may preach there also because for this purpose I have come forth. Did you see that? See how the enemy was trying to use other circumstances to drive him away from his purpose? You see that? And he wouldn't let it happen. And I just want to encourage you with that, that there's a lot of stuff that's vying for our attention today. It's trying to move us because we all have destiny and we all have purpose that the Lord has called us. But these false burdens and false yokes that really, I tell you, Rick Joyner has helped me so much with this thing about the yoke of man. 
there's a real thing called the yoke of man. And it's, a lot of it comes from fear of man, of trying to please each other, trying to make everybody happy. You know, one time, um, Byron, it was right when he was going into ministry. Is this okay for me to share this? <clears throat> right when he was going into ministry, um, he, was, he was coaching a little league team. It was Byron's and, I mean, Aaron's little league team. And it was a great season. And we won. Yeah, we won. Had a good season. But it came time to choose for the all-star team. And Byron had all this political pressure from the parents. You know, I tell you, baseball was the worst for all that. But, I mean, we've seen granddaddies fight with the umpires on the baseball field. It's crazy. I mean, I mean a fight broke out. That's the first thing that happened to us here in Morrisville. Fight broke out on the baseball field. But he had a hard time. It was really hard choosing for that all-star team. And at the end, the team mother came up to Byron, and she says, Byron, you know what? You were a great coach. She said, I got this one thing to say to you. She said, you tried to make everybody happy, and you ended up making nobody happy. And I tell you, that's been a great word that has carried us in ministry, really. It's because we can't please everybody, and uh, you end up in real trouble. You end up in a snare. But I want to move on real quick because there's a few things I really want to get to. Um, This is uh, one of the scriptures that the Lord actually gave me for this morning. Um, let me find it really quick. It is, oh, y'all bear with me. I'm finding them all over the place now. Oh, Galatians 6, 1 through 5. Brethren, if any one of you is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one look into yourself so that you will not be tempted. I just really want to deal with the first. It says, brethren, if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual. And that really means you who are spirit-led. When you're going in to helping people with burdens, you really need to be spirit-led because I'm going to tell you this happens over and over. You will end up taking their burden and, and carrying it in a way that's unhealthy. It happens in families all the time. It happens with your friendships. It, it just happens, and, and that you're getting yoked up in something you're not meant to carry. And recently, the Lord really spoke this to me, too, that, you know, really, that we try to be fixers. And only, see, Jesus has already fixed it. He's the fixer. Our job's to get people to the fixer. We're not the fixer. We, we can bear with one another in their burdens, but I'm not your fixer, and you're not my fixer, and you know what I'm. We're just that's not. You know, if we have relationships like that, they're always going to be really messed up. They're not going to be built on healthy relationships. And recently, I went to um, my me and my sister, and my mom. My mom's really old. I try to go often, and there's a little place where we like to go shop a consignment store. It's in our community where I grew up, and. It's really neat. It used to be a furniture store, but now it's consignment, cookies. And we always go in. We just love to go in there and spend, I, I can't tell you, it's just something we do. But one day she had a, a book of, a, a bag of books for a dollar. So I was just stuffing books in, and I actually picked, a, I had a little booklet that was on Al-Anon. I don't know why I grabbed that, but I did. And I got a download out of that. And I want to just give you a few little phrases that will help us in relationships that will keep us, first of all, 
from picking up burdens, second at all, from uh, getting in God's way. Because we can get in God's way when we're carrying other people's burdens. I'll tell you why. Jacob, I think it was Jacob, when his wife couldn't get pregnant. It was one of them. Jacob or one of them. You know what he, when she was just a mess? Remember she was, she was just a mess. She couldn't get pregnant and the other girls getting pregnant. It was just a mess. And you know what Jacob said to her? Who am I? Do I stand in the place of God? And see, if we're not careful, we will stand in the place of God with people. Because God is the only one that can fix them, not us. We can bear with them, love them, give them good counsel. Just, but the moment we begin, begin standing in the place of God, whether they try to get you to stand in the place of God the way uh, Rachel was trying to get Jacob to do something. And men are notorious fixers with their wife. I'll tell you that right now. Notorious. This is what happens. We are going through stuff. We're just talking. We're just needing to just unload. We're just talking, just talking, just having to work through our feelings, you know. And the men start getting tight in their chest and start tensing up and start getting mean. They'll get mean on you. And I'm going, and then I'm getting my feelings hurt because I'm just trying to unload and work through something, you know. And then all of a sudden he's snapping at me like I've done something wrong, you know. But it's because men automatically think they're supposed to fix it for you. It's not true, guys. That's a good little nugget for y'all. Just listen. You know, oh, honey, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry you're going through this. That's all you need to do. Oh, that's rough. Sorry. That's terrible. It's all they want you to do. They don't want, they don't want you to pick up the phone and call somebody and try to make it work. Okay, I'm going to... That's what was happening with, you know, Jacob. He was getting stressed. Oh, my God! You know. But I just want to give you these few little phrases, okay? First one, let go and let God and let grace go to work. Does that not just make your... Don't you just feel good just listening to that? The other thing is this, when you're dealing, and this is particularly family members, or real close relationships where there's real problems, okay? I didn't cause it, I can't cure it, and I can't control it. It's really key for for us to understand that, that somebody else's problem is not our problem. I didn't cause it, I, I can't cure it, and I can't control it. It's very key. Okay? And sometimes, even in relationships, we have to do this thing called loving detachment, where we're in the way. And you just love and let God do it. And I'm going to tell you, I learned really early, when I, Byron and I were really young when we got married, just a mess, really, and Byron was backsliding on me, and I was screaming and crying. Well, I have to give some examples, you know, but people like examples. <laughs> but this is what happened. He was backsliding on me, you know, and I was a good little Baptist girl. I knew I needed a Christian husband. I knew that. And, uh, and he would, you know, but I was screaming, I was crying, I was pleading, 
everything, everything. I was just, it was ridiculous, you know. And one day, we were having this major encounter (laughs) over the thing, and I had a vision. And we were sitting outside on a picnic table in the mountains, and I had a vision. And it was Byron, me, and the Holy Spirit. And the Lord said, he says, Becky, do you know how much I love Byron? I said, yeah, I know you love me. He says, I love him a lot more than you do. My heart for him is way bigger than yours. And he says, he can't hear a thing for what you're saying to him. And I, I was 18 years old. And at that point, I removed myself from that situation. And it was really only a matter of time that the Lord began to speak to Byron. He sent other people to speak to Byron. One of them was Don Gein. Back in, Don probably doesn't even remember that, but he spoke a word to Byron. And see, I'm going to tell you, this is a spiritual law that I really believe in my heart. I wish I could prove it more scripturally because I just know it. We have to get out of the way a lot and let the Lord do it because we're, we're standing in the place of God. That's where we're standing. So, and, uh, and I'll tell you, the way out, if you're this morning burdened and yoked and overcome with things, is to begin by repenting, by getting in the place of God. You know, you know getting in the place and just, you know, really it's the truth. So, just want to say that to you. And I've I got one more prophetic thing I want to say. I just really felt this this morning that Doug gave this word a while back and I feel like it's really the Lord. This is a little bit a different turn. But it's time to turn your swords into plowshares. Okay? That's the scripture. And I feel like um, that's another thing the enemy's been up to to yoke us is the offended thing. And we will always be offended. Y'all, you might as well get used to it. I mean, you just might as well get used to it. People are going to always do stuff that offends us. There's just no way around it. Jesus said that. But I want to tell you, we need to deal with that. It's time to turn that sword into a plowshare. That's a scripture somewhere. And um, that, that just means it's time for the harvest. You know, it's not time for this. This stuff will keep us out of our purpose. And last night we actually had a word that came forth. Man, it was, it was really something. I didn't know it. But I had something in my spirit right here. I had a dream about it, and I had a, something in my spirit. And last night the Lord showed me we were singing Let Go Now. Uh, Kalani, you know, all I want to do is that one. Lose myself in you. Uh, about letting go. And the Lord said, I had this word and I felt like it was for us. I heard belly of the well. And I realized what that meant was some of us were offended with the Lord because we've had a very crushing year. And I didn't really know that that was a barb in my spirit. And I want to say this to you, that as we went through the year trying to get through all that we went through, trying to really keep our relationship with the Lord intact. One thing I realized last night is that we we had failed to say, you know what, if you're mad at God, get mad at Him, but deal with it. Okay? And I want to say I'm sorry for that. We need to be mad at the Lord when we're mad at Him and deal with it. Don't stay mad. But you do need to deal with Him if you're mad at Him. 
when you get crushed over things that don't work out. Because what happens is you're like we're like Jonah, stuck in the belly of the well because we're mad that God wants to do evangelize Nineveh. You know, our hearts won't be right toward Him, and we'll just be in there. So that's another yoke I felt to bring up this morning. To just if you're mad at Him about anything. Just deal with him on it. He's not mad that we're mad. He knows we're mad. But it's, you know, but it's just religion and we're walking around act, you know, trying to do everything right. There it is again to do this thing right through this terrible trials we've been through. You know, if we're really mad. You see what I'm saying? So I just want to encourage you with that. So amen. So amen. Lord bless you. I want to see you free. Well, I want to be free, don't y'all, on the inside? Because if you're free here, you're really going to be free. So, amen. Well, Lord, we just want to pray. You know, the Lord said to me this week, it's that thing where Jesus said, I have to go so that I can send the helper. And I was saying, okay, Holy Spirit, you're the helper. Help! Help! I need some help up in here. And... You know, I really feel like that's going by the the Lord saying He's wanting us to go by the Holy Spirit within us. And He really is. He's good with us saying He's the helper. Help, Holy Spirit. These burdens, these weights, we want to be set free, Lord. And, and, and I'll tell you this. When He tells you then, when you ask Him to help you, and He tells you what to do, don't argue with Him. Just do it. Because I was asking the Lord this week for joy. And I was saying, Lord, help. I need joy up in here. And he said, I forgot I said that later on that day. He said, go to the mall. And I was like, go to the mall. Like, you know, lots of times in your flesh, you're going, I'm going to the mall. I am going to the mall. And the Holy Spirit inside of you is going, not a good idea. It's not going to, and your bank account is not going to be good on it. But. This time, the Holy Spirit was saying, go, and my responsible self was saying, not a good idea. My husband's not going to want to hear about this. But I did it. I said, okay, Lord, you said go to the mall. I'm taking my kids. They're going to play at the playground, and we're going to have some fun. And I'm telling you, we had a really good time. And you know what he did to me? He reminded me of my vision while I was there. He reminded me, it's an adventure, Sarah. It's an adventure I'm calling you to. It's an adventure. So, Holy Spirit, you're the helper. You are the helper. So, Lord, I'm asking for each person in here, help! Help! Help us, Lord. We need help in every area of our lives, Lord. We want more of your joy. We want you to remove these heavy burdens, these false yokes, Lord. And we're saying, help, Holy Spirit. Help, Holy Spirit. Fill us up to to overflowing. Possess us, Holy Spirit. Possess our every being, Lord God, and set us free more and more and more. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, be blessed. And there's uh, two things the Lord told me. um, God will work all things together. For your good. Sometimes you think, oh, I'm at this place, I'm so messed up. But you know what? God's using it for your good. If you'll yield it to Him, He's using it for your good. And another thing He's been speaking to my heart is, we, uh, you stand on the rock, Rhonda. When you get off the rock, you will get sunk up and mired so deep up, you know, it'll cover you up, it'll swallow you up, it's like quicksand. So stay on the rock. 
And we just want to encourage anybody that needs prayer, that the, it's open. To, not the, and we're not the helpers, but the helper's here. And he wants to help you today. And everybody else can be released. And just go.